Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Low-key affair for my family, but it went well enough. I'm actually heading up for a weekend lunch with my parents tomorrow slash today, so I better get this out and get to sleep. Let's hit it. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Are you tired of hearing about inflation yet? Interested in the rest of the economy? There's plenty of news, even if a lot of the media is uninterested. For instance, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has reported that over the last four months, it underestimated job growth by a cumulative 626,000 jobs. That is the largest discrepancy since 1979. That August report of 235,000 jobs, which media and politicians had a field day over, it was actually 438,000, more than double. And economists generally expect this rapid growth to continue into 2022. But don't worry, all the political damage to Democrats is already done. The general populace will never even hear that these numbers were misreported. How does this underreporting happen? Well, corrections are very common because the jobs numbers rely on businesses reporting to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and only about half of them report on time. Reports that are received later are added after the fact. This makes the growth numbers an extrapolation process. There are also sometimes misunderstandings on questionnaires that lead employed people to report as unemployed, or vice versa. That happened in 2020, when the job losses were vastly underreported. These 2021 inaccuracies have just been unusually high. Goldman Sachs expects the unemployment rate to drop to a 50-year low next year, or 3.5%, from the current 4.5%. That's compared to 15% last year. The jobless claims have already beat them to it, currently at a 52-year low. Wages are up as much as 11% in some industries from last year. Consumer spending is up 16%. Mortgage rates are at 2.5%. GDP growth is over 20%, though it has slowed dramatically with the ending of stimulus. Just as when we reviewed the larger economy months ago, all signs point to a booming recovery, and we have stimulus to thank for much of that surprisingly rapid pace. That is not to say there aren't massive glaring holes that countless people are falling through, but hey, that's just business as usual here in the land of the not-so-free. It would be nice if we could fix that, but it would also be nice to see more credit being given to all the good that came of unconditional financial aid instead of the media's morbid obsession with only inflation, because that's kind of making things worse. It's almost like they have an incentive to focus on negative news for views. Hmm. Next up, we got something in the crypto space. I'm not going to pretend that I understand the blockchain world well enough to vet this, but it's coming from Scott. He says, quote, if you're interested in an NFT project that hasn't minted yet, but is built around the concept of providing all holders a monthly income paid in SOL, then here's a link to the Solana Bank Box Discord to get in on the presale happening in a couple of days, end quote. Like I said, I'm not up on the times in this area, but if there are any listeners knowledgeable in such things, thought I'd pass along the opportunity. So, I didn't have much to say about the Rittenhouse trial before. Well, he just went on Tucker Carlson, and the two of them reminisced about how they liked Yang. Yeah, you can imagine the bleep storm that kicked up. 
purists lose their minds when Andrew even visits an unapproved channel, much less receives the favor of a vigilante killer. Unfortunately and predictably, they filter the event through logical fallacies and a perspective of tribal cynicism to reach the twisted conclusion that if Yang is liked by people who do bad things, that makes Yang a bad person. It's simple, easy, and stupid, all the ingredients for a viral take. What the event actually represents is what Yang Gang have been saying since the presidential primary, that Andrew knows how to appeal to many of the same people that Trump does, but with a message of love instead of hate, empirical humanitarian policy instead of death, treason, and lies. These people need a better path, and they need a better leader to help them find it. It's easy but counterproductive to dismiss those you agree with as inhuman, evil, and hopeless. It is hard but productive to treat them as humans like you, who may have been misled by different circumstances. You cannot kill or suppress hate or ignorance with more of the same. You have to treat it patiently and compassionately. To simply outcast those whose behaviors and opinions you dislike is to reinforce an echo chamber that will strengthen the very perspectives you find deplorable, both in them and in you. Those who shame others for attempting to reason with their enemies should know that it's only making the problem worse. Needless to say, I'm not saying that you should let people off the hook for doing bad things. I'm saying if you want people to stop doing bad things, you need to convince them there's a better way. The first step to changing someone's mind is to gain their respect. Many Republicans and Trump fans like Yang despite his policies and positions being largely opposite to Trump's because he acknowledges them as decent human beings under different circumstances and different incentive structures, which inevitably produces different perspectives. Those who oppose Trumpism should be learning from Yang rather than attacking him and repeating past mistakes. I wish that Rittenhouse had more exposure to people like Yang. He could have taken a better path. We all could. And finally, Forward Party has new volunteer opportunities. Looks like they need graphic designers for animation and special effects, as well as pamphlet designs. If you've got skills in the visual or language arts, now's your time to shine. Check out the link below or visit the Forward Party website. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the economics thread, Scott's NFT opportunity, the Rittenhouse thread, and forward volunteer work. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the easy volunteer contacts below. If you need help, consult the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.